Jason Scott from Jason Scott in the High Heat joining us here on the ranch sit down. Oklahoma boy, welcome. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, I walked around here and found a sub sandwich uh, just a couple blocks away. Well, that's a good day. It was a good day. You had two Dos Equis and, and a turkey club. Uh, you can't complain. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm a little jealous, man. Let's, it's a work week, too. Let's kill this thing and go. <laughs> yeah, I could have another. So the the band name, we'll start with uh, some of the obvious questions. The sure. band name, The High Heat. Yeah. Big baseball fan. Where did that come from? That was a part of it. And I, to be honest, I let them kind of come because the band was sort of, back then they thought this was something that we should have as a mm -hmm. band name. Mm -hmm. So we, we put together a huge list and, and kind of let them decide. But it was between High Heat and dad behavior or we had some other dumb ones in there so you didn't want to see on a t-shirt <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> but high heat we felt i felt like it uh it we've always been sort of fashion forward or you know at least something that we've all been interested in and uh so it kind of had that reference but the baseball ref was one too and um we've yet to really do anything merch wise with it but eventually and we're, we got a hot sauce Thing that we're working on oh, right now. Oh, very cool. I feel like yeah, a weed strength. Like, I was going to say, there's like some kind of THC. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Yeah. Hot sauce. Well, you are in Oklahoma. I That's mean, everything's right. got weed in it, right? Yeah, I mean, even the hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if it doesn't, it's going to be the greatest hot sauce <laughs> in the history of hot sauce. <laughs> That's all right. This is starting off bad real quick. <laughs> it should sell. Because so, then, then we go into the other obvious question. You have a weird, uh, how do I say this? I don't mean weird. You have an interesting history sure. where most people in music come from uh, being a Pentecostal youth minister. Like, that happens a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, around here. <laughs> Although I will say, like, John Moreland, I mean, there, there, well, are, there, go, yeah. there are several several artists that do have religious backgrounds, mm -hmm. but I feel like Pentecostal may be a little few and far between, but, I mean, there's the Jerry Lee Look the Greats. There are some Pentecostal. Well, I was going to say, there's a lot of great music in Pentecostal yeah. churches, too, though. Sure. Yeah. So, so when uh, were you growing up? Were you doing music in the church? Oh yeah, man. I mean, I, from four and five, I was on the platform, and and that's a that's one of the parts of of growing up like that that I'm I'm very thankful for because they're very uh, Pentecostal music is very expressive. Oh yeah, um, and it's very outgoing, and that mm -hmm. translates to what we're doing, you know, currently. So right, I, I, I'm really thankful for that, the way I was raised in that regard. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe maybe it's not that common of a story. I don't know. For me, it's it was. You know. I grew up as the son of a Church of Christ preacher. Okay, so you know, there's not, no music. No music. Yeah. Absolutely no music. So obviously, I had to get into this. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we all have these weird, interesting pasts that yep. lead us down this road. So what led you, Jason, into doing this kind of music? This kind of I, I even, and that's what I like about your band is because I can't explain it. Is it Americana? Is it red dirt is yeah. it folk is it grunge folk whatever it is sure yeah you tell me I, that's, right I, I, maybe that's been a kind of a, a you know a lot of these uh industry people like to pigeonhole you and and maybe that's <clears throat> I, I, we're not red dirt mm -hmm. um, although i'm influenced by many of my red dirt friends and artists right and i think a lot of it is because the church dude i just grew mm -hmm. up with gospel in my blood and i think we kind of Maybe Paul Cawthon is a good, yeah, a, a good tie-in, or some of these more. Um, there's a TK and the Holy No Nothings band mm -hmm. that I, I feel like there's this gospel Americana rock thing that's taken hold, and maybe we fit into that category. But I mean, what is Americana? I mean, it, just 
You know, uh, we went to Americana Fest this last, I guess it was September. Yep, yep. And I uh, brought a whole bunch of Fort Worth artists with us sure. to Nashville, this really cool Fort Worth showcase. And every single one of them, that was the first question I asked. What to you is Americana? Right. Ask 10 different artists, get 10 different answers. Yeah. And I think that's the cool thing about it is, and Great. I think Caitlin Butts had, and I know you went on the road with her for We a did, yeah. One of the best answers she gave, or that was given was by her, and she goes, it gives me the ability to be whoever I want to be at that moment. I think that's that's a, an absolute great answer mm-hmm. from someone who's worked her butt off, too. Yeah. I, I love Caitlin Butts. Um, I, we don't know how to define it other than saying these are our roots and influences, so you guys tell me. Yeah. <laughs> And if we need to, like, you know, we often get billed on, we're playing Mile Zero Fest coming up, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a red dirt-centric festival. Yeah. So I feel like we fit in there. I mean, Absolutely. hell, I've been there every every year they've done it, except for uh, COVID or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, So I think we fit into these. It's like, I think Paul Cawthon's a great comparison, because he can, he can play at a lot of these, although... Know, maybe not so much the born and raised in Mile Zeros, but I don't I don't know any of that. Oh, he's know? such a good showman, though. Dude, he is, and he yeah. has that it's soul and it's it's that kind of gospel like mm-hmm. encouraging, even though the songs are insane. <laughs> they're co- cocaine cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, what am I? Hearing? Hey, it, that's the thing about Pentecost is they're they're there to party. Yeah. Know? So, and uh, religion is sort of an elixir itself, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so thankful for my past and as far as where we where we fit in. We, we can go any any direction you want. So you guys are you're driving around and you stop at a gas station and you all pile out of a van and somebody goes, "Are you guys in a band? Yeah. What kind of music do you play? Yeah. And you're trying to. I mean, you don't want to sit there and talk to them for 20 minutes trying to explain what you are. What is your your elevator pitch? Yeah. When I send emails to all to the millions of venues and governors and their lower staff, everybody I send an email to, or I usually just call it country slash America. I mean, okay. We're a little Tom Petty at times, yeah. rock and roll, but at the at our root, um, and Taylor Johnson's a big part of our sound, um, and he's a he's a Louisiana Muscle Shoals dude. I think mm-hmm. Southern rock and country is what is the overlapping kind of themes, and you throw a little bit of Red Dirt and some Jesus in there, and you got the high heat. Man, it's yeah, that's it's a long answer, but it still works. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I get asked a lot, and I still don't know necessarily what. What a short answer is, you know. Like, yeah. So, so mm. you grew up. I was doing some research for this interview. You sure. grew up in a home where you didn't have TV. Right. You weren't listening <laughs> to you know mainstream rock and roll music. Like, how was it? it how do I say it? it almost sounds Amish in a way, you know. Except you probably had some electronics. So like, almost a sheltered life. How do you not get out of that and just go completely freaking nuts? Yeah, uh, great question. So my my mother had an affair when I was 11 or 12 mm-hmm. in the Pentecostal church I grew up with. It split the whole thing. Oh, wow. She moved. I moved with her. And from like 12 to 18, not a lot of supervision, just kind of did whatever I want through right. my adolescent years. I did that um, through some getting in trouble type of things. I got back into church real hardcore mm-hmm. and met my wife and all that through church and then sort of had a crisis of faith and left. Um, I think once I realized that, that, and this is just my perspective, I mean, no offense, but I, I, the religious side, at least to that level, wasn't, wasn't real. And I had gotten that far in leadership yeah. where I, you know, I sort of saw the inner workings of it. And for me, it wasn't something that I could stick around and pretend was, was real. Mm-hmm. So I had to bail and I bailed real quick and it was, it was 
you know, sort of a thing in the moment. And then immediately, dude, I left and started finding anybody with a guitar picture in there. Because I knew I was born playing and singing music, and I had no real schooling. You know, mm -hmm. I felt like this, if I'm leaving a, a job as a worship pastor, I got to still, you know, chase down this music thing. I started meeting people and doing open mics in JJ's Alley, and, and I'm actually wearing a Seventh-day Rebellion shirt. I don't know oh. if you've heard of them, but they were an Oklahoma City community that really, really took me in, mm -hmm. and they were a huge part of the development of Mile Zero Fest as well. Oh, okay. But uh, through that, man, I'm just, I've always been kind of a people person, too, and I've made friends very easy, and they've ended up, some of them becoming part of my band, and then the rest is sort of where we are now. So, so who would you consider to be, like, musical influences for you now? Sure. So I like, <laughs> I get asked this a lot, too. Taylor Johnson, who was my lead guitar player and wrote a lot of these songs with me, I would consider him a major influence. That's cool. Because he turned me on. Dude, he would put me on a regiment of artists to listen to because while I had a period of time where I, during my teen years where I was skateboarding and stuff, mm -hmm. when I got back into church, it's sort of the same vibe of, you know, you write down any write off any sort of secular influences and you're right. real guarded about about your spirit and your heart and not letting outside influence in. So I missed out on a lot of mainstream music. You know, when I grew up, my parents we didn't. I mean, I got to listen to Alice in Wonderland and maybe some bluegrass every now and then. Yeah. I, Get, my uncle was a he Man, was bluegrass is just all murder songs really i know <laughs> and drinking dude Come yeah on. there's a lot of moonshine and murder loss. yeah it's country it's that's like as oklahoma country as it gets right there right <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, really, yeah so that's really cool that you get to work with somebody you consider to be an influence oh man and not just him the other guys in the band too i mean you know i, I feel like i've caught up too because i'm i'm constantly listening to right. stuff too but i will say heavily influenced not that I had never heard Led Zeppelin before or the Beatles before, but I had never like immersed yourself. Absolutely. In it. Yeah. And Taylor was very insistent on you're going to listen to this and you're going to go home and we're going to work. You're going to write chords and riffs and stuff around this. Very and cool. out of that, you know, you haven't heard this whole record, but just these first couple off yeah. of it. But you, I think you would definitely hear some influences. Um, and then I like when I got out of church, like I've always loved songwriters, so Isbel was. Mm -hmm. huge for me um james taylor was mm -hmm. huge john prine a huge influence just on me personally but yeah the guys in my band have been exposing me to a lot of stuff and so, then we just kind of let that out in the studio so who controls the music when you guys are driving in the band that's taylor always oh dude. really yeah and i'm sick of the beatles to be honest exactly so I knew you guys were on to something when one day I'm in here doing my show and some guy calls up and he goes, hey, man, play me that my baby left me for a Democrat song. <laughs> yeah. That is not the name of that song. It's one short little line in that song. But yeah. for some reason, and we were talking before we started this interview, how weird it is that sometimes one little line like that will sure. resonate with so many different people. and. To be honest with you, Jason, it's pretty brave to do something like that, to mention any kind of politics in this yeah. day and age. Yeah, actually. What's the story behind that line? Well, that we wrote we wrote the, I started kind of the chord progression, and then Taylor kind of took over it. And I, we, me and Gabe, my other guitar player, was sort of feuding over some social media stuff, and it was just like kind of not, not anything crazy, but a little just kind of ego-ridden turmoil in the band. Right. Well, he he's kind of a big Democrat, and I'm an independent. Not you know, I, I 
there's certain sides of both of 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 the aisle that I agree with but right. but so we were kind of feuding and I sent Taylor this whole first verse to me in the bottle it was, it was um it wasn't good enough and he was like try again so <laughs> me and Gabe are texting back and forth bro and I'm like I'm like <laughs> Bleep this dude. <laughs> so I just I just threw it in there almost as a joke, and Taylor was like, "That's really good that we got together and and decided if collectively we thought the risk was great enough." But I feel like the character in the song sort of he would say that in a yeah. bar, and you know it's not up to me to to these characters define themselves a lot. You know? Right? Yeah, you're not pushing any agenda on either side. No, either. it's just the funny. I mean, like. You can hear some guy right out here saying that. <laughs> oh, my baby left me for a Democrat. I mean, just the because then you know you want to hear the rest of that story because yeah. you know that's a great story. Yeah. No matter where it leads, there's, well, good. there's a great ending there. Yeah. Okay. Good. Mission accomplished. Right. Right. So, but I mean, we're trying to get spins at the end of the day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's. Tell me what other lines. I'm trying to. Yeah. Today. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys have such a cool, just a really cool, unique sound. And Thanks. I love that. I mean, Thank you. I mean, you sound like Jason Scott in the high heat. And sure. That's the only people you sound like. Cool, man. That's a that's a high compliment, I think. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, no offense, but there's a lot of redundancy in, in several music industries. There is. And I want to stand there out, is. even if it takes a little longer to get there to the where we can eat. <laughs> there, there's longevity there when you yeah. do it your own way like that. And sure. like I've told so many artists over the years, because, you know, I'll get the, uh, what we sound like. Yeah. Well, we already played that artist. Yeah, like, it's the, the first again? thing they ask you. Um, and Who you know, you like? yeah, even ven- even venue applications Weird. and stuff. Sometimes they'll have that line. You know, what's your? And I get they're trying to figure you out what crowd. Fun with that. Yeah. Like really. <laughs> like who we sound like? Yeah. Just throw some, <laughs> like, just some right <laughs> left curves. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. <laughs> We're trying to get book shame. That might actually work though. <laughs> yeah. These guys are great. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Let's get Kermit in here on a Saturday night. They're going to love this. So, uh, best show you've done so far? Best venue that you've played at? Do you remember? Maybe not. That's how good it was. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to. We've had so many people be so good to us and bringing us on with, you know, without okay. much representation. But I, I got to say that Miles Zero Fest, just because I've been there from the inception, is an mm-hmm. incredible festival. And Key West is a special sort of well, yeah. weird place. Yeah. But Luck Reunion is, I mean, it's yep. got to be up there. The just, it's small. Uh, so is Key West. So is Miles Zero Fest. Yeah, really, they only huge. do about thirty-five, four thousand t- type of people. Uh, but Luck Reunion is is just a magical place because it's all that like faux scene. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. Western thing, and that's where we're kind of pushing more and more towards. Um, so. And we love to we love all the fashion stuff. So there's a million of those. Oh yeah. You know, Western boutiques set yeah. up that you got to pay thirty thousand dollars for a pair of Levi's. Yeah, you spend a lot of money on a pair of Levi's <laughs> I threw away four years ago. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Everybody's cleaning them up at the thrift stores, I guess. But um, Luck Reunion and Miles Zero Fest are both way up there. We played Braun Brothers Reunion way up in. Oh yeah. That was incredible. I've always wanted to go to that. Yeah, it was sick. The backdrop's unbelievable, and of course it's Cody Kent. It's yeah, you know the lineup yeah, too. It's Reckless and Mickey yep. Motorcars. Yep. Golly, just just those two bands would be enough to draw me up. There. Yeah, we got to meet and hang with them and mm-hmm. great people. The old saloon too in Montana was oh really a, a really notable venue for us too. You played some really cool places. Twenty three has been a good year. It's it's been a real good year. How many shows did you do in twenty three? Do you remember? Or like if you just 
45, 50, if I'm not including band shows, if uh -huh. I'm not including, you know, my, all the personal diaper money type of shows yeah. I have to do. Yeah. <clears throat> so money just for, kid. For Taylor. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. I kind of figured that. Yeah, he craps his britches a lot. <laughs> you have one kid? Two. Two? Yeah. What do we have? Uh, they're not in diapers anymore, but... The, the, but I understand. Yeah, uh, Owen just turned 11 and Boo is 7. So I'm loving it. They're not quite ready to talk back yet. Yeah. They still kind of like you and respect you. Yeah. we. I still get when I come home, Dad! Oh, that thing at the door. That's a cool Big feeling. hugs. But right now, the uh, the gaming, the gaming oh, yeah. uh, ecosphere is, what is settling on our. What's the game of choice for them right now? Dude, Minecraft and Roblox. Oh, we Roblox, I, yeah. We just got V. I got them VR things. Oh wow! So now they've been knocking stuff off. Dude, the walls. they're yeah, they're they're killing bots. Right. <laughs> West coast to east coast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, you got your guitar yeah. here. You mind playing us a song? No. Um, I thought about playing me in the bottle, but it's a little loud and aggressive. Do you think this mic will hold it, or it can? It can play what, you know, whatever you feel like showcasing. I might do. Um, we've heard me in the bottle a lot. Sure. So we play the hell out of it. Yeah, let's do. We just released uh, uh, one called Natalie that I'll do. in traffic in L.A. But darling, that's okay. I'm a ship sailing on your water. All my worries are forgotten when you look at me that way. Like a brand new pair of jeans mm -hmm. When the world gets cold and mean I got you and you got me My father died Now I couldn't fight the darkness Weren't you right there to help my heart rest Brighten up the way Ain't that the way you shine On the best days and the bad ones Making good days out of sad ones You're a holiday Your love look good on me Like flowers in the spring mm -hmm. When the world gets cold and mean I got you and you got 
Jason Scott in the high heat. I've, I've been uh, blessed, I guess, with this weird thing that happens to me, and I think that's why I've had such a long career in radio and picking all these really cool bands like you guys, is when something magical ho- happens, like my body gets overwhelmed. Chills, <laughs> I'll cry, just, I don't, and it doesn't yeah. bother me one bit. Dude, chills right there. Okay. That, was, that was something magic right there. Oh, I saw your Facebook post. You're like, how many bands I've made famous? One? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, Blank. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I get that a lot. Like, well, I, I can't make it because Shane won't play me. <laughs> like, that's not the truth. Well, man, I appreciate the compliment. Um, it's it's good, too, to write it. You know, love songs are harder, harder to write so much been said about love right right hard to come up with a new thing and actually natalie is we wrote um we had a couple who asked us to write a song about their sort of love story and they gave us a bunch of info and really yeah actually we have a song called fort worth is where which is off castle rock i think it's called fort worth but um it's the same vibe the couple gave us some background story and wrote a song so it was somebody from here because you you mentioned sundance square yes which is this right here Yeah, yeah. yeah That was yeah. the first song I ever heard from you guys. Really? Started playing. I was like, oh, sense. this is cool. Yeah. This is our backyard. That is really cool, man. So this, uh, you've got an album that we haven't heard everything from. When do right. we get to hear this album? And by the way, Jennifer should be fired, your radio promoter, for not sending me Natalie yet. Uh-oh, yeah. Yeah, um, like, make sure she knows that. I will. I'll tell her right now. That's such Let a me freaking, text her. <laughs> that is such a freaking good song. Dude, thank man. you, man. Thanks so much. It I appreciate is. it. So when do we get to hear the rest of the album? Yeah, so, okay, we have um, Angela Backstrom's coming on board, too, here, in, here in March. Yeah, she's going to do all the Americana side. Mm-hmm. She felt like me in the bottle. We felt like me in the bottle was more of a Texas radio thing. Right, yeah. I don't. I, I wish we could have tried it, but, you know, at Man. the end of the day, money is a little bit. Also, these songs don't die just because they've had one life on one, you know, chart. You right. You know what I'm saying? So maybe we re- revive this down the road. But we've got a, song, a single coming out in March called Golden, and then uh, one of our really one of the ones we're super excited about called Yard Work is coming out in uh, July. It's a very summer-themed oh, kind cool. of thing. Um, and then the record will come out in September. <laughs> we're trying to get as much uh, real estate out of this investment as yeah, possible. Yeah, I don't you know blame you, man. It's not cheap anymore to do this. <laughs> yeah, it's not. So um, that's kind of our timeline. I think September 20th, maybe right before Americana Fest, if, mm-hmm. if they'll let us in this year. <clears throat> yeah. 
and uh, <laughs> I know they're listening out here in Fort Worth. They do. They be good. They do. Yeah. Good. They complain. It's fine. It's all good. This is, the, this is the fourth year we've applied. I think it's our time. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah, they always say fifth time's a charm. The I think it's what the T-shirt says. Yeah, you yeah. should be good. God, that's crazy. So what is the uh, – every band likes to set goals for themselves. Achievable sure. goals, and you move on to the next one. What's the next goal for Jason Scott in the high heat? Yeah, um, I think picking up a booking agent if I <laughs> is, is taking some off your plate at the top of the list. I'd love to be able to spend some more time getting back into another record. We certainly have plenty of plenty of demos to work on. So, um, but I think as a collective goal um, would be to double what we did last year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and we've already got a bunch of cool gigs lining up. Our first time in Nashville. And, oh, great! Yeah, um, so. Man, I don't know. I feel like we're. I'm. An, I want to do this till I die. So, just to keep going is a goal. Like, right. don't drink myself to death. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you made it past 27, right? Yeah. Man. Yeah. So you're good. I think so. That's, that's the. Thing. I mean, that's the it's rock and roll age. Yeah. yeah. Golly. Um. Got morbid. Sorry. Yeah. That so if dark there are book. any booking agents out there listening, and I know you are, <laughs> this is a band you should definitely pick yeah. up. Like. Man, you guys, you guys are on to something. I'm telling you. I feel like this. We're gonna keep doing this mm-hmm. as long as we can. So, I guess the goal would be, I'd like to end the year with the same group of dudes and you know double the success that we have right. already built together and collectively. Because we're real big on on the collective of, of this group. Um, I wouldn't be here without them. And they, we've got guys who are socially minded. Uh, Gabe's dressing Flatland Calvary and sort of fashion guy like mm-hmm. he, he's into that stuff. Of course, Taylor Johnson is an incredible producer and, um, and helps me write these songs. Mm-hmm. Ryan just produced the Jason Isbell video, the King of Oklahoma. Oh, video. really? I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, him that and his crew did all that. Dark, dark yeah. video, yeah, man, man. But so powerful. I think it's powerful that was too. So good, and it yeah. need to be said. That's the thing. Like, yeah. That's, that's one of those subjects where everybody kind of sweeps it under the rug and pretends it doesn't happen. Man, that's Oklahoma, but too. It's, well, it's town. everywhere now, and that's yeah, the thing. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, man, that's that's really cool. So we got a great collective of dudes, and I think a personal goal for me would be in 2024 with, with double the success we had last year just by hard work and, and repetitions. And if we do that, I'm a, I'm a happy dude. You just keep making fun of Democrats, and you should be <laughs> fine. <laughs> No, just don't, even, just don't respond, man. Don't <laughs> okay, yeah, respond. Yeah. I'm going to keep you out of trouble. Jason Scott and the High Heat, uh, man. Like, So I guess Mile Zero Fest is the uh, the next big thing for you guys. Yes, sir. We kick off. This is our first year on the main stage, too. So. What? Yeah, uh, we open the whole thing. Nice. Uh, congratulations. Thank you, man. Yeah. About time they got that something right. <laughs> oh, I almost cussed. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate you coming you, to chat man. with us, man. It's been an honor and a pleasure to yes, finally sir. meet you yeah. and put a face to the name. Absolutely. And keep doing this cool stuff. Will do, man. Hope and to be send back. me Natalie. I will. Please, yep. please. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Fort Worth.